You're listening to Futurish. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Futurish, my friends. Uh, I am here today. My name is Peter, of course. Um, I say of course because like everyone knows my voice. <laughs> I'm here as always, uh, joined with my lovely friends, Gerhard. How are you, man? Hello, guys. Um, I'm here, Gerhard. I'm here from Helsinki, sunny Helsinki, actually. We yeah. have like beautiful, like really like amazing weather. Like it's been like the last week already. Twenty plus degrees, long days. So actually, it's been very, very good been enjoying the sun at least yes totally like i mean i've got a bit red maybe you see it maybe not <laughs> a little yeah. bit you're a bit pinkish yeah pinkish but that, that's that's my my gradient of 10 yeah <laughs> well it's i mean like when, from we... white to pinkish maybe maybe brown at some point. right i mean that's not too bad though like actually i do remember when yeah like when we in was it slovenia right like yeah um yeah you went super pink <laughs> That was amazing. Like, yep, that's uh, you know, that's my gradient, my tan gradient. <laughs> well, you look very, you look like a lovely shade of pink right now. It's looking, it's, it's looking you. great mm-hmm. on you. Thank you. <laughs> but I mean, we've been okay. So obviously, the Corona hey. situation is still on. Right? Very right. We always forget that. We always forget that. I think we know for the new oh, listeners yeah. here. What is, yeah. <laughs> what is futurish? And why should you listen? Continue listening. Um, well, good question. Futurish is a episode of a podcast that you're listening to right now, <laughs> where we talk about situations and topics uh, that interest us. They may be in technology. They may be in productivity or work. It may be in finance, or it's basically everything. Right? Like everything. we don't have it. Yeah. No, but it's, what I mean. it's I just think, casual chat. Yeah, what I, I think last time I said, I think is like, uh, it's almost like two, two very good friends sitting in a bar and having a chat, you know? Yeah. We meet in a bar, having a chat, drinking some, you know, and just talk about, just have a good conversation. That's what it is actually, mm. futurish. Exactly. And we met like, um, how many, how many years ago, nearly 10 years ago coming up. Um, yeah. And we met in Frankfurt, we were both working and at the time, and we just created a, a, a budding bromance that, that has now spanned consonants and um, airwaves. So. By the way, like, is our anniversary, when was in Germany? Was it uh, 2011 or 2012? I, I, I started 2012, but I don't think, did you, you didn't start at that so, time. No, I came you to started 2013. Are you did sure? You? I thought it was 2013. It was 2012. Oh, that's a good question. I feel like it's. I feel like it's later. It might. It might have been 2013 January. No, it was mid, right? No, I came so January. Was, was I came, no, wait. I, no, I don't remember anymore. Damn. Oh my god. <laughs> let's go to LinkedIn. Right. Okay, let's say. Let's say yeah. anniversary is next year because then I come to Australia, so it's ten years. But it wouldn't be because that's, that's no, that'll, that'll be oh, 2021. Yeah. yeah. Let's just so pretend it's 2011. Okay, fine. Yeah, let's do it then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, we're like a couple who don't, 
who don't really know when we actually get, got to like our relationship started officially. So we just the make thing up is, the date. Whenever you get a couple in a relationship, there's always one that doesn't know and then lords it over the other. No, we both remember. don't know, Pete. I know, like we're, you know, but yet somehow our relationship just works, you know. When did, I'm looking at your LinkedIn now, like, and you've got okay, a lot of experience. <laughs> you got a lot of experience. 2013. It was 2013. It was 2013. Yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, because, like, I was okay, jaded it was a January, little bit. <laughs> it was January 2013. That is what I think. Yeah. Or oh, February, exactly. I think. No, March. I did. It was March because I was then yeah. uh, half a year, more or less, until, yeah. Yeah, and then you did the Gamescom thing, which would have been around June or July, right? No, that was yeah. August. That was August. So I still came. So how I was still at Gamescom. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. It would have been August. Yeah. Cool, cool. but yeah. Yeah, there you and go. That, that, and that's, that's what we are, guys. And uh, if, you like, <laughs> if you like our podcast, share it, give us a five star rating at least we don't accept anything us. below five star if you go on yes. if you want to give us four stars that's still okay three two just or one keep it just, to yourself just keep it to yourself <laughs> just stop yeah. listening to it you don't have to give us you know if you don't like it just move on you don't have to tell other people you don't like it exactly exactly and uh, i feel you know we give you happiness <laughs> you should do the same for us <laughs> exactly like in the end of the day it's totally voluntarily that you listen to this. We don't ask for any money. So just give us five stars, please. Just give us five stars. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, I think following is better. Following, like, but where do they follow following. us? Oh, yeah, or Spotify, of yeah, course. Spotify yeah, Spotify and also Apple. Like and Apple. Apple Podcasts, like, and wherever you want to listen. We're everywhere now. Like, we are, like we're on all of the sort of platforms. So um, exactly. that's pretty cool. Um, are you drinking anything, my friend? Because I'm actually drinking this amazing whiskey. And I want to point it out because it's a new, it's an Australian one, based in um, an Australian one. What's the name? Uh, yeah, it's called Starward, and um, Ooh, that's it's a it's a Melbourne Star whiskey. Ward whiskey. Uh, yep, yeah, made in Port Melbourne. Um, Does Starward means anything, or did you just just want to go close to Star Wars? I don't know, but it's damn pretty cool, right? <laughs> it sounds really cool. It's like Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not whiskey. Star Wars. Yeah, it's not Star Wars, it's Star Wars. Um, and oh, yeah. guess what it is? Cool. It is whiskey made in wine barrels. Dude, I'm just so looking they, at the homepage. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the labels have like this star stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's sick, right? So they basically mature uh, whiskey into old red wine barrels. So wow. you get that sort of red, red wine flavoring in the whiskey. And... Um, and they basically do it in the cellars and something like that, where they can actually it can brew quicker because of the temperature changes. Um, and yeah, this it's, it's it's honestly <laughs> which one do you get? I'm, I'm, I'm on the homepage. Which one did you get? I've, I'm, I'm trying the cheaper one. Um, which one is it? Because it's the Nova, I think. No, twofold, twofold, twofold. Yeah, um, but actually, it has the coolest label. Yeah, it's awesome. Like. Um, I want to try that Nova one, which is not that more expensive. Like it's a hundred bucks. And but sixty-five. Then, um, sixty-five dollars is it's good price for whiskey. Damn. Oh my god, this honestly tastes as good as Lagavulin. Really? Yeah. But I, I yeah, like it because right. I think I think you should you should you know of course you always you know go for when you look for whiskey you know you look go for 
you know Scottish whiskey or Irish whiskey, but I think it's good yeah. to actually support local. You know, can you see breweries? No. Yeah. 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 Brewery, it's a brewery, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, and that's why I'm yeah. But I'm supporting my economy, but with my um, alcohol habits. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's honestly cool because it. it's like, no, like I'm looking at it. I want to try it. That's cool. Yeah. I'm gonna try it when I'm there. Like, Starbold. Oh, when you're there, I'll, I will try the Solera, which is that um, 125 dollar one. Um, Oh, this well. one, yeah, that looks also one. good. Yeah, looks also cool. Because I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that one over and twofold. I've also bought, I bought a bottle of Lagavulin 16 year old for, for us. Um, so we can, we can do a little comparison. Um, Great stuff. So I've actually got that, and I've just had it sitting in the cupboard, and I haven't touched it because I've just been enjoying the twofold. And I, yeah, what are you drinking then? Eh? I'm actually, unfortunately, <laughs> I just had my two espresso shots. And now, I don't have anything. I'll get water. It's a shame. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're gonna. You're gonna have to keep. You're gonna. Oh, you got water. Okay, that's fine. I get water. I get something. Sorry. I get something. All right. That's all right. At least you're staying hydrated. Exactly. <laughs> that's all that matters. So we got a good show today. Um, we got some topics that we want to talk about because it's been. A, it has been a little bit since the last episode. Um, We've been busy, as the two of us. <laughs> okay, okay. You were hungover last so, week. Yeah, yeah, okay. That, that's the thing. I was so making a roast before. First. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, actually, two weeks, we have to we had to reschedule the recording twice. Yeah, yeah. First time, uh, Pete was, um, what was it? Slow. I was cooking slow, a massive slow roast, yeah. Exactly. That was slow great. Roast. He saw the pictures. <laughs> it, it looked very great. And then the next time, I had to reschedule because I was too hungover. Because the day before we made steak, so... Oh, yeah. yeah. It's been a very meat-focused month. <laughs> exactly. But it's still May when we record this. So yes. it still counts as the May episode. It's the last day of May. Even um, though we're going to publish it, it in June. Yeah, but it still counts because it's a May episode. Exactly, and, um, it's a May episode. You, get, you just get two episodes in June, so that's fine. Um, hey, more future reach. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, but because of it, in. there's been a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 10 minutes in. <laughs> Nothing's been shaking. But there's been a lot going on. There's been yeah. a lot going on. Like, yeah, so, so, yeah. You, okay, sorry, Pete, you go first. No, no, go, 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 go. No, no. I just want to say, like, uh, we wanted to, I think Pete suggested just a little catch up. You know, what, has, what have we been, what mm. have we been doing last, since the last episode? Anything new we tried, learned, discovered? Yeah. We, I think we had some short topics. I think we want to quickly talk about Elon Musk and why we hate him yeah. now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and then actually also why we hate meetings and what's wrong about meetings. Yes. And also yeah. Maybe remote. Yeah. Let's see how much time we have. But let's, yeah. Yeah. What have you been doing first? Last week, <laughs> so I think um, if I think about the, the coolest things I've tried, new things, it's like a fris frisbee golfing or disc golfing. That's actually, golfing, uh, yeah. uh, what do you say in Melbourne? But I will, I will stick to frisbee golfing. Um, it's huge in Finland. It's such a cool thing. Is it actually huge in it's Finland? Huge. Are you just saying no, that? No, no, it's huge. Where, it's huge. <laughs> where are you getting this from? Like... No, because I, no, the problem, no, I looked into this because it's actually quite a, quite a thing here. I didn't know. And one yeah. of the reasons is because in Finland you have to, okay, Finns will maybe like, 
I don't know if I say it right now, but I think there's this law is like everyone's everyone's or every man's land or like every man's right or something that mm. basically forest and land is not most of it is not is public property. Oh, right, and okay. so cool. one, most of the, you know, Frisbee golf things are just like in forests and, you know, you don't have to pay entry mm. and anything. So there's if you look at the map, there's like an app where you can see like uh, Frisbee golf courses. And for oh, example, wow. in Finland alone, there's 600. And in the rest of Europe, whole Europe, are 100. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, and because like, you know, like uh, the forest is owned by everyone. So you can access it. It's like you can just put the Frisbee golf, like this thing, make a course. And like everyone just can go there and play. And it's so it's such a low barrier to enter. That's Great crazy. sport. I love it. It's relaxing. It's like after work, you can have a beer with your friends uh, and just, you know, it's a very, I actually like it because it's very zen as well, because you have to focus and, you know, it's like, it's so much fun. You have like different discs for different throwing techniques and, you know, for different distances. It's, it's very cool. Oh my God. Because yeah. you had, um, you used to play, um, what was that other Frisbee one? Um, Frisbee one. Uh, Ultimate Frisbee. Oh yeah. I'd, you used yeah. to play that. No, you did. No, we, I never we both did. did. Yeah, we did. I mean, we, yeah. Oh, we, what? What? <laughs> We tried it a couple of times. Yeah, we tried it, but we didn't. We didn't actively play it. <laughs> well, okay, it's the same thing. We both found enjoyment from it, but I, I, I loved it. I honestly loved Ultimate Frisbee. I think it was the most fun I've had for a long time. But it wrecks my back. Like, oh my god, I could not move. And um, remember, I had back issues after we played it. It's very physical. <laughs> it is very physical. <laughs> It's like you basically just slap someone to the ground <laughs> and grab the frisbee and throw just, it. No, no, frisbee, frisbee golf is actually quite hardcore. Yeah. It is. is it? How? Yeah, like, no, uh, fris- no, frisbee golfing, sorry, ultimate frisbee. Ultimate frisbee, okay, ultimate I was going to say, frisbee golf sounds like no, pretty cool because it's like take- a hippie, hipster, super chill, <laughs> relaxing. Yeah, and it's more about technique, right? Yeah, Rather than exactly. like physical. <laughs> no, it's like, you know, it's just very much like golf, but just with a frisbee. Yeah, that honestly sounds. And brilliant. you don't have like, to that's... wear stupid pants like in golf. You can just come as you are. Yeah, sweet. That's that's. So well. I'm hating um, golf right now, but after yeah, I hate golf. Oh, I hate golf. Well, it's boring. It's right. boring, and it's just so elitaire. Yeah. You know, it's like. You yeah, know, you have to yeah. pay membership. You have to wear a certain like dress code. You have to like invest so much money just play this shit yeah that's true although we did um in melbourne we play a lot of lawn uh lawn balls um but they are very much like laid back where you just go there and you know it's just you got just have drinks and you just you know bowl on the lawn um it's actually not too bad but i i think being in the forest around this because of this pandemic and stuff is actually sounds yeah. pretty good like you exactly. get out and you're away from people so it's kind of like in the middle of nowhere uh, very solitary but yeah it's nice i like exactly. it and then uh two more things i've discovered uh i've discovered sous vide oh yes yeah like yeah. i didn't i know like after i said like, like a friend brought the sous vide we made a steak night amazing so for people who don't know what it is like me, I didn't know what it is. How would you describe it? It's kind of like a, so you, it's basically, yeah. How do you, you describe put it? Meat into a bag. Yeah. Right. 
or whatever you want to slow cook, I guess. Um, and you put a machine that regulates the temperature of the water. Of the water, yeah. To that, yeah, yeah. And then it's slow and the cooks it for, uh, yeah, yeah. So he, I think you don't have to, but what we did, he did, he put the meat like he in a vacuum sealed bag. Yeah. So there's no air. You have to do that, right? Yeah. It, don't, like, like, it doesn't need to be like hardcore vacuum, but it, it can be. Also, you could just put it right. in a bag and just put the air out. But he just yeah, yeah, literally correct, vacuum yeah. vacuum sealed it. But generally, you want to do that if you can vacuum seal that. Your friend sounds amazing. Whoever this is, like bring yeah. him when he comes. You know, like, yeah. Or at least just bring the vacuum sealed bags in the CV machine. Because what you're supposed to do is you put the marinating sauce in the in the bags and then you vacuum seals it so the the liquid and the meat goes down and then you regulate the temperature. Yeah, yeah no, I, but it's amazing. Then like, you know, it was like this, it looked weird because you have this meat in this vacuum sealed bags and you have like this machine who can regulate the heat. I think we had five, 54 degrees Celsius for two oh, hours. Wow. And oh, it looks wow. like afterwards, like the meat looks like garbage, but then you just fry it quickly and then like, it's like, Oh man, it's just perfect. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just perfect. This is what I discovered. I'm gonna probably purchase one myself because it's just amazing. Yeah, because not that expensive. No, but like, ninety euros. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, because it's we were talking about it like, about after I slowly roasted that thing. It's pretty much the same. Like, it's exactly. honestly like you're you're doing the same thing. The difference, I guess, with slow roasting is you're getting that grill inside, so you know yeah. you can. You get the sort of like hard edges and the slow cook. The thing, but it's you know? um, actually the same. Yeah, it's it's you're breaking down the fat in the meat. Exactly. And other than that, one more uh, one cool book I can recommend lately is "Stillness Is the Key" by Ryan Holiday. We talked about this last time, didn't we? You haven't started yet, but it's mm. a good it's a good book. I've almost done very good reads on you know why stillness what does stillness mean how do you get stillness mm -hmm. in your life you know body mind soul very cool like book. very easy read yeah recommend it but what have you been stillness. up to pd in the last weeks well um i put in like another extra 100 hours into animal crossing um <laughs> it's ridiculous i've got like six million bells in my bank account now what? like <laughs> it's like i've been trading um turnips <laughs> <laughs> it's like brilliant. Um, I'm hitting a point though with that that it's just kind of getting like a little bit old. Um, and uh, I don't know if it has the amount of playability that Stardew has. Um, but the difference with Animal Crossing is that they seem to push updates like quite regularly. Just so when you're just about to give it away, like you know, they give you the decide to hook you back in have you been playing it What's so here's my yours? point here's my point like uh actually i stopped playing after i got like you know kind of like finished the main game with the concert and i got the free man oh yeah yeah because you know it was a time when uh, my internship started as well but i must admit like you know when you have after a day of like high productivity and like you don't want like animal crossing it's actually very you have to it's like you have to put in the work you know yeah, yeah, right. It, it it didn't feel as relaxing anymore. And also, like, it kind of, like, it lost for me the higher goal, so to say. Because, now, you know, like, now I had to can mm. pick the fruits and, you know, get more bells. And, you know, during lockdown was perfect because, like, you, it kind of gave you a sense of nice productivity and felt nice. You know, you did something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. now... Because you don't have a goal. Yeah. Also, like... It just feels also like you know after like a, a day of work i don't want to work again 
Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. And, yeah, and Animal yeah, Crossing yeah. is kind of work, you know? Yeah, I, I get get what you mean. I think I, I, I take it a little bit differently because it's mindless for me. And, that, um, and literally I can switch my mind off by doing yeah. that. And, um, you know, I do it while watching another mindless thing, like a TV show or whatever. And you're just kind of like, you're on the couch and you just... Yeah. Yeah, two mindless things together make it like a whole <laughs> I guess I don't know um, but it's interesting because like I've set goals of like one thing that Stardew doesn't have is that decoration decorating the island and setting up that yeah. sort of big this sort of like town from the ground up and so I've been creating that whole town and so I've you know been decorating and like building and like um moving and like terraforming like this whole sort of island um and that's pretty cool but the problem is that my creativity is kind of like plummet like I, I don't know it's really difficult sometimes and sometimes i enjoy like the mindless thing but the difference with animal crossing and stardew is that stardew has a lot more you know, if you want to go mining or farming or whatever, you can do all that sort of stuff. Whereas you can only do one or the other in, in Animal Crossing, like pick fruits or fish, you know. Um, and so it's a little bit, you know, like... I get it. it. It's, it's, not as, it's, it's, not, yeah. it's not as rich as Stardew Rally, I would say. No. You know? Yeah, and like Stardew allows you, you can, you know, you can do some really cool stuff in Stardew where you can, you can grow fruit, like you buy seeds, plant the seeds, harvest them, grow uh, to grow like a fruit tree say like then it drops apples and then you plant the apple put it into a, a barrel to make apple um juice yeah and then you get the apple juice from that and you can put it into a um a cask to make apple wine nice yeah but you see <laughs> you that's, know, that's, that's much more yeah. richer you know it's like yeah that's cool it's cool and then you got animals and you, the animals can make um you know like uh, milk and then from the milk you make cheese and then that cheese can be aged and sell more like it's it does a lot more and you can kind of like have that integration and you know um, what i missed also the yeah. crossing i think i liked it it's cool that you can visit this other island but you can't do much more you know i think mm. I, I would love to have more a bit more interaction with other players yeah true because after yeah. your while on the other island you've seen it's like okay cool yeah. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. You go on an island and you just go off it because it's like, what else, right? Yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, I, I still, I'm still sticking with it because it's kind of like, there's always just one thing that I've got to do. Um, and like I said, they're always at an update to kind of add more content and to hook it in. So I think, you know, maybe give it a bit, maybe give it six months and come back in and you exactly. probably have a I lot probably will come do. back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's good. Um, outside of that, um, investing, I've been getting into a lot more, a bit research about investing in general, um, and like the stock market. Um, and so a couple of episodes, I think it was, we talked about spaceship and, and, you know, those investment plat platforms and, um, and they're called like micro investing and, um, you know, there's one called, at least in Australia, there's, there's raise and there's spaceship. Um, but. I guess what got me onto this is I didn't realize that when you invest on these platforms, you actually don't own the stock. You don't own the shares. Um, and so you're not liable or uh, so not liable, eligible for um, uh, dividend payments, like uh, you know, quarterly payments right. and stuff like that. But also like if the company went under, sure, you might get your money back, 
but you wouldn't get the shares. And so right, you right, kind right, of right. lose your foothold that you had in that market, you know, that yeah, you yeah. kind of like been working towards. Um, but the difference is, you know, you got these, all these and more advanced products, but like um, generally you need bigger investments. Like the whole point of these platforms is you could just chuck 10 bucks, 20 bucks, you know, like, and build up, right? Um, whereas the bigger platforms you need like, um, usually like 500 grand or 100 grand or 50 grand, you know, like it's, it's pretty hefty. Um, but there's one platform that I got onto, which is um, honestly like one of the platforms that they've been around since 1975 and as a sort of investment advisement group. Cool. And they're called Vanguard. Yeah. Um, they're the largest provider. Yeah. yeah. They're the largest provider of mutual funds and the second largest provider of um, exchange traded funds, um, basically. So they are renowned for ETFs, like exchange traded funds. And the idea of it is that instead of just buying, hey, one Apple share uh, for 300 bucks or whatever it is, um, you can put $300 into the exchange traded fund that they have and buy fragments of a bunch of shares and um, a bunch of companies. So similar to how Spaceship worked and all that. the, down, the difference and the reason why I didn't go there before is because they were one of the platforms that you had to have like a big, large investment. They're for the big boys. They're big investors, you know? Yeah. Um, but they've opened recently what's called a personal investor account. Um, yeah, and, on their power uh, page now, yeah. Yeah. They allow for, I think it was $500 minimum investment now. Um, but is it like, and, also like monthly payment or one like one-time payment? Well, um, however much you want, like a one-time payment, if you want to, but the minimum that you can buy shares with is $500. So, um, so basically you can put money into it and then when you get to the $500, then you can buy the shares or you can just pay, put 500 bucks at one point, buy $500 worth of, um, But is it, no, no, that's my question. Like, can you, is it first like, okay, first time I put 500 and can yeah. I put afterwards less than 500? Like if I continue, no. like, no, it needs to be. You have always... to put minimum 500, yeah, yeah. So, um, and that's the difference. And that's where, but you own the shares, uh, all the units in the stock and um, and you get payments, uh, payouts as well. So um, they have one called uh, Vanguard High Growth Diversity Fund or something like that. Um, Diversified growth, something I don't know, and it's VDHG, yeah. um, is the name of the fund, uh, ATF, and I invest in that. And the idea is it's supposed to be um, balanced in, in like domestic and international and all sorts of stuff. Interesting. It's, yeah. You know, it's super cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Because, like, the thing is, I actually had a call on Thursday with uh, my bank because I was, I was interested to open, start investing into ETFs. Mm. But I must say, it was such a shit call because like actually i wanted to do so i was scheduling this call to kind of like you know i wanted to know more about ETFs, mm. and i was expecting this call like you know someone who kind of like explained me plain simply like you know what to look after where you can start it you know but actually mm-hmm. he would just want to go straight into opening an account and it's like dude i have no, no yeah. idea you know like and then he kind of like i tried to kind of ask him but it was i felt afterwards like this was the worst I didn't know much more anyways. I didn't know like where mm-hmm. to start, what to look for. It didn't give me the confidence or like the trust. Okay, I should open an account. And yeah, I was thinking yeah, like, right. what the fuck? You know, like, like how can it be 
it, it sounds too complicated than it actually is probably like mm. why why can we make this so simple like just to, to understand you know how the how it works and like these are the steps you have to do this is what you have to look after dude like you know there's so many people like me who have just want to know the basics yeah and that's i guess one of the benefits of these uh, micro investment um, things is that you can put five bucks here and there and it's very low interest thing and the idea is it's you kind of get your feet wet you know from yeah. with the whole concept of it and you know, I learned a lot from being on spaceship, and I've, I've now want to learn more from um, you know being in with Vanguard. And um, the benefit of Vanguard is that you can you know be as beginner or as advanced as you want, right? Like you can do all the advanced tool sets that they have, and you can do all those other things. But the most important thing is that I don't want to invest into stocks. I don't want to do day trading. I'm not. I'm not going. I'd lose money. Like, of course. And um, you know, with ETFs, is you know, there's a bit of stability there, but you the long term. And let's say for the one that I invested in, it's like seven years minimum um, to get positive returns, um, and that's guaranteed, like sort of positive. But they can't but, guarantee. But, you but, never know, but right? no, no, it can't. But isn't this what I normally like? I even expected like what I heard like ten years. You should you know, yeah, have a ten year plan. Mm-hmm. That's that's the goal. The longer the better, right? Yeah. Uh, because, um, you know, you look at, and this is kind of where Vanguard sort of like became so popular. They're valued at, um, they got, they managed $5.3 trillion worth of assets um, in, their, wow. in their management. Um, and they're a six, uh, or how much do they, like, yeah, they're just, they're a big time company. And so I'd, I'd trust them, you know, they're not going to go out of date, like, you know, with that much money under their belt and in management, they're not going to just fall through, you know? Exactly. Um, and they're also no, uh, and their ETFs are actually publicly traded as well. So you can, you know, track them and, on the stock market and, and that sort of stuff. Um, but the benefit of it is it's low risk, you know, like, you know, given time, like, given time, yeah, know, it's a good way. Yeah. That's it. Like, and so I kind of want to do it as a way to one diversify um, my investments because um, we're pretty lucky in Australia. We've got super funds that are based off the stock market as well. Um, yeah. So we put money into this, you know, like retirement fund, and you can be high growth or low growth. You can do whatever you can. You can say you're going to invest in, in international. You can do all the sort of fragmented things that you can do with uh, uh, in the stock market or, or ETFs as well. Um, so, but I want to be able to go, okay, well, cool, I've got that, but I've also got this one, you know, and um, or it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's tough because I've been thinking a lot about all that and then breaking out my savings and I've been pushing a lot of money into savings and, and um, just because, I, you know, you never know when such a situation like this could hit or, Maybe my working situation changes a little bit, um, you know, in the next month or two, and I've got money I can fall back on, you know. I've got that sort of safety net. I'm not left in the lurch. I think having that emergency fund is there, and I want to make sure that's there before I even do this, you know, other investment. But because I've been, you know, I'm in a good position where I can do it. So, yeah, it's no, interesting. It's a good, it's good, uh, really good. Cool. Anything else, Petey? Anything? Um, 
reading. Um, just still reading that Mistborn book. Um, oh, yeah. I've now 31 chapters in. Um, okay, cool. And yeah, like, so I read it every night during the week, work week. That's good. Um, and so I'll go, to, I'll go to bed and read for usually an hour each you still, Do you um, still like it? Like, is it still going straight? I love oh, it. Okay. I love it. Like, honestly, it is... It's like, <laughs> I think I said to, um, you know, my girlfriend... Like, I basically think of it like a video game, but like without nice. having to play the game. It's so enthralling. It's so good. Like, I now understand why people read and, you know, like people prefer that over games sometimes and stuff like that. Because it's just a good book. It has to be a good book. And this is just so well written and cool. so. Yeah, you will love it. Honestly, I think you know, it's I, just it's, such I a put, I put it on my list. It's it's on my list already. Yeah. Okay. And, and this is like what there's twelve books in the one of the part, um, portions something like that. Oh, wow. And this is just I'm um, thirty two chapters into the first book, <laughs> so it's like years and years and years of worth of reading, which is great. That's like, awesome. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, I, what, what was, what was uh, sorry, I think maybe they, they missed the, the title. What was the title? Uh, Mistborn. Mistborn. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I think yeah, we're going to link yeah. it in the references anyways, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. so good, so good, so good. Hey, Peter, so um, where do we want to move on from here? Should we go Elon Musk bashing or should we talk about why we hate meetings? Or should we talk about... I remote? think why we hate meetings first. Okay. Talk about this. Because I think there's not much to say about Elon Musk. You know, it's like... Oh, he's an asshole, but like, yeah. I'll, I'll, well, let's leave that one for that. But like, because I think there's a bit of other context I think I could talk about. There. Exactly. No, it's like, you know, I think um, I listened to a really good podcast the other day and they also like talked about meetings in general and they talked about, mm. um, and we all know it. And I think there was a number uh, that just in the state, in the United States alone, there are 55 million meetings per day, you know? And uh, the problem is, so insane. we all know that feeling is like, we most of the time we hate meetings because you are in a meeting, you wonder, why am I here? You know, like mm -hmm. I could actually be working on stuff, you're just there. And um, that also like, for example, meetings, most of the time, they, there's like this unhealthy piece, because we all know that mm. not, not everyone is actually saying aloud what they actually think, because there's this groupthink phenomena. And there's maybe the leader or like there's one or two people who talk the most. And then like at the end of the meeting, the leader says, cool, I heard everyone's opinion, but actually they heard maybe just the opinion of one or two people who were the loudest. Yeah. And then they move yeah, on. Exactly. And then the next thing that touched on is like actually how technology per se is like um, promoting this false kind of false meeting culture because the default time is 60 minutes and it just mm. has become such a standard. It's just ridiculous to have 60 minute, 60 minute meetings when you could have some 15 minutes. Mm. and there's a good book like also like uh, the guy written by the guys by Basecamp and like for some they schedule the meetings by default just 15 minutes that's it okay oh wow because like if if you know that's 15 minutes people can actually get to the point quicker they don't discuss stupid things and they don't waste time and then in the end mm. of the day meetings are the, the 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 reason why we actually stay longer than we actually should because people spend mm. time in meetings and can't actually do the work they were supposed to do. Yeah. But yeah, so what's your experience of meetings? And can you resonate with this point? And you know, what's... Uh, 
Yeah, I have, honestly, some days are literally back-to-back meetings the whole day, and yeah. I don't have any time to do anything. Like, and, and my meetings sometimes go for an hour minimum, and sometimes can go up to three hours, you know, like, um, you just have long, long, long meetings. And mm-hmm. and generally, you know, it's it's tough because I set most of the meetings up myself, right? Yeah. Like, and, you know, um, but I think, you know, it's... It's interesting because the culture's shifted a little bit and working remotely versus working in office and there's different things. So I guess working in an office, you can have short meetings because you don't need to have that chit-chat, how you been, thing like that. You can quickly get into it, you know, jump in, jump out and, and get this sort of um, task done or um, huddle around like, you know, the kitchen and you, you have like impromptu meetings and mm. you know, like just chat about something and get you know thoughts or go over to people's desks or you know like do those sort of things you can do a lot more um but when since we've moved remotely i've noticed that we have a lot more meetings than ever before like um and I, it makes sense right because you you need to know some things and sometimes it's a bit harder to type it out in context and it's easy to just jump on a call and, and do it. So we have, um, you know, the company I work, we kind of like, and generally in, in um, previous companies, we've had very similar things. You have your normal ceremonial, um, you know, like meetings, like your retro stand-ups and sprint plannings right. and, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, estimation sessions and breakdowns and all you know you got those sorts of meetings um, I feel those ones are crucial because that's when you get your plans and you figure it out it's the other meetings that kind of like um, we have sort of leadership meetings and we have weekly meetings and all sorts of different types of ones check-ins and you know, all sorts of things um, they are the ones that probably sometimes can be a little bit hit or miss with what value you get out of them, but generally they're good for alignments and good for clarification and things like that. Um, but I don't know, it's hard because like Slack has helped cut back a lot of it, but I can't think of a way to cut back even more. Like And making them shorter that sometimes doesn't work, we tried that and it just, you know, gone over. You know? Um, but that's the thing, you know, like maybe it's yeah. also like, you know, how you actually facilitate the meeting, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, true. It's like, uh, how can you actually, because also I think, you know, I don't know, my experience is actually, it's resonates very well. Like, it's like this health, unhealthy piece where actually um, people don't really say what's on their mind because like, you know, some yeah. people, because so you have some people in a meeting group who are by default louder and then, you know, they take over, kind of like hijack the mm. meeting. And then it's like, you know, like how to actually promote healthy conflict in meetings, which you won't have, you know? which is more about the idea and not about like, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, politics and, and trauma. And I think it's, I think it's actually more like structuring facility meetings can be very good if you actually get shit done. But I think if you yeah. just waste yeah. a lot of time, just, you know, with talking about things that actually don't lead anywhere, people get frustrated and you waste everyone's time. If you, you always forget about if you schedule a meeting for five people, it's not just one hour, it's five times one hour. You lose as a company. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So, is yeah. it necessary to waste five hours' time of work done? Yeah, I, I, it depends on what it is, right? And it depends on how the company is structured as well. Like, um, you know, you got your in, a, in an ideal company, you've got, I guess, that the the people, the decision makers, are as minimal as um, uh, uh, sort of as, uh, what's the way to phrase it. 
you don't have as many decision makers. Like you keep them short and you know, like um, to the point, so that way you don't need to get um, clarity or um, you know, signs off from multiple different people. Because then that's when you have meetings like that. You have a bunch of people who are decision makers in a meeting, and you're trying to spend time to get buy-in and sell points, and you know, like and do that. And um, you know, you have different sort of like personality types. Like you were saying, the loud ones are the ones that get heard the most, right? But doesn't mean that the ones who aren't speaking up are any any um, you know uh, wrong uh, like wrong about the situation or anything, but they just don't have that voice or have the ability or capacity to actually speak out mm-hmm. you know, in that sort of meeting. Um, I think I found like at least when I've been chairing meetings, uh, I call out people who haven't spoken, and uh, you know, and you can you can see certain things like sometimes someone will try to speak and someone talks over it. And I always make sure to keep that in mind and just go, okay, yeah, hey, you had something to say, what was it? You know, and you're just getting that sort of thing. But you still need that decision maker at the end, right? You still need, you need someone to, to yeah. make a call. Um, and so, you know, like, what are ways that you can get that information out before the meetings? And we've trialed around a bunch of different things. But it's hard because, like, some people don't, do the things that they're supposed to do prior to the meeting start, you know? So you, you know, like you do it and you say, Hey, you've got three days to give your feedback and then we'll make a decision. And, you know, you do it, you break it and you have that structured thing, but sometimes that doesn't work and, you know, it works for certain cases. So it's very hard when you're doing things remotely to, to um, try to involve everyone and try to make decisions quickly. Um, and at the end of the day, sometimes, you know, like, as you get, you know, I guess higher up the chain or whatever, your day becomes more meetings and that's it. That's, you know, you don't, it's less about doing more about facilitating. And Yeah. But the thing is like still like, you know, they, if you talk to many people, like there's still like this underlying mood, like, you know, they actually, they have a very negative relationship with meetings. And the question is like, mm, why? Yeah. And like, it is still the case, you know, like, because there's too many yeah, meetings 100%. sometimes. And I think like maybe we can replace some meetings with, making shorter maybe just you know and many meetings are like how they start is like making announcements we can also just share it on written in written form and you can read the announcements yeah, you don't yeah, have to exactly. have a meeting for actually yeah. announcing this on sharing news just write it's it difficult down though. it's yeah i get that but then you got lots of things to write read and write down and you know then it's less it becomes not just about meetings and so like, um oh, i've got so much to read about you know like we have the same thing we have confluence and you know and we write up a lot of you know good articles and feedback we're very open um, and open transparency as a company you know and like we do a lot of sharing information and generally a lot of meetings are because of that you know you, you involve in other groups and other teams and when you're doing that sort of thing and you know and I, i'm a product manager for one of the teams and you get dragged into other teams meetings because they want to involve you in that you know and if you, you can say no um but you miss out on the information. Then you got to catch up on all the... It's, do you get what I mean? Like, it's so yeah, difficult. It's like, yeah, it is difficult. To find I a good balance. There the needs to be, but I think it, there's a, a huge room to actually improve because I think... Yeah, I, yeah. I would say there's like at least half of the meetings you have, or not you, but in general, is probably is not necessary. It could be like way shorter. Because yeah, at the end of the day, like the people, the people yeah. who actually then do have to do like focused work on, you know be it uh, actually designing, coding, writing, it's like, you know, all these meetings, they're fracturing their day and like they can't really focus mm. on like actually executing. And yeah. that's, that's the problem many, many times, I think. Yeah, and then exactly. you have, And I think that's the thing, you know, 
I do believe any work can be done in eight hours. It's a fucking long time. Mm. Sit eight hours in the plane without doing anything and tell me it's, yeah, not, it's not a long right? time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Yeah, that, that shit drags on then, right? Um, but I think I think a good way, and this is um, something that I learned, um, you know, uh, at Crytek, um, like Sven, our head of marketing, yeah. like, um, like he taught he taught me basically if you go to a meeting and you're not you're not providing getting any value from that meeting, simply excuse yourself and walk out, and it's perfectly fine to do so, you know. Um, and we do that a lot, you know. We, but it's a good uh, policy. I, I think yeah. it's a good way. Like, if mm. you don't get, just leave, and it should be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say, can someone fill me in? I got, uh, you know, I need to jump onto this. And and I think remote working is like really get, like pushes you to manage your own time. Like, yeah. And I think that's you know. So I think I think it's a good segue of remote working. I think we should, mm. you know, like because we talked, there were announcements, you know, like the big companies now, Facebook is planning the next five to ten years to shift it more towards remote work. Twitter yeah, announced, yeah, exactly. I think, I last yeah. week to completely, like, change the policy forever. To you actually have the choice to go remote, if you want. Re- full full remote. Full remote. Oh wow! Cool. They changed the policy that they want to completely give every employee the choice. If you want to, you can do it. No problem. Yeah. Wow. And my question is, is, uh, are we, I mean, I think it's good. There should be more remote work. Mm. And oh, I want to first hear your opinion. Like, do you think like it should be hundred percent remote? What is the pro and cons of that? Are we going, yeah. are, we, are we, are we maybe like overreacting like this full on remote or is it like, what do you think? Well, are you, first, are you remote now? Like, I'm remote. Like I'm remote now, but I think I can, I can, uh, I can choose to come to the office. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I mean, I think full remote is brilliant. Yeah. Like I love the idea, and I think I really think remote work is, you know, is the way to go in the future of working, and I, I hope companies really take the. The, you know the time now to to think about how they could do that because it's beneficial for both sides i feel um but there's two different i guess like, there's there's the pros and cons right i love the wordpress model um wordpress is fully remote company and it always has been always like from the first moment that they started like whatever it was 15 whatever years ago they've always been remote first and they succeeded but they you know they're doing well as a as a company they got so much stuff all around the world fully remote and what they do is that they do have offices but those offices are there if you need to use them and people want to go you say you're in a city and you need to use an office and that, that, that they've got office space there and you want to have a meeting or you're meeting clients and you can bring them into that meeting and have a face-to-face sort of thing and have the resources there you can you can use that space for it you know and I think that's cool and I, I really love the idea of it and remote working works for me now I don't have kids though and I think that's where the difference is mm-hmm. you, you, you chat to people now who have kids and trying to work remotely and their children don't understand the separation between oh yeah or yeah. mom or dad or whatever have to work now they don't know that they don't understand oh you know, um, you know their time is on it right and um you know you you they're the sort of like little sort of hurdles that 
people who are affected or even domestic abuse, you know, like, um, you know, uh, people who have domestic abuse within their household and how Absolutely. that works. That's, it's, I, I don't know how, you know, how you could do it like that. But I think giving people the choice, I think is cool. Like, you know, um, yeah. What, what, yeah. What's your stance on it? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually very much on your, on, in line with your stance because I think, I mean, I'm not agreeing, I don't agree like with uh, some of the companies who do like, you know, we full remote is the, is the thing, you know, and there should be no office. I think there should be the option because there's still some magic to it to have like brains, like mm. one-on-one meetings and like, you know, like being just with someone, but also like, you know, I think what you just meant, like just to actually continue on the last point you mentioned is like, not be, not everyone has an apartment or house where they actually have a good remote environment you know, office yeah, exactly. environment, because like, you know, it actually, if you have a, a, a house or apartment where you actually have your own office room and, you know, it's perfectly set up for a robot environment, it's cool. But not yeah. many people like, you know, rented now an apartment or build a house is like keeping in mind they have remote work because they still yeah. like had the office at home. So it's actually, it's not that easy to say like, you know, let's go full remote because not everyone has the perfect remote exactly. environment. Yeah. And like, as I said, with family, you know, like having kids around, like it's not probably not that cool to to focus and uh, yeah and and but also even work ethic right like like i was mentioning before you really have to start um setting a plan of what you need to do you know because uh, you don't have anyone else telling you but, it, but i mean things or... yeah it is cool i think also like but i don't teach yourself discipline but on the other hand when you're in the office you have like this healthy peer pressure of course mm, mm. but i think that's what i mean i think i like the hybrid model like WordPress or the company automatic behind it is like yeah yeah or Basecamp more or less the also actually Basecamp is also yeah, like yeah. fully remote yeah, exactly but I like the idea that you know that you still have an office where you can go and if you say like this week I want to like two days in the office but three days yeah you know at home and maybe the company supports you if you don't have a remote environment they support you financially to set set up one that should be the mm. way but I do think there's a magic to it to have like also like going to an office and, you know, like just being there, experiencing it, having meet, especially meetings. I think like some, some meetings, mm. they're better face to face, just the interactions, you know, if, if you, especially when it comes to creativity, like, or like coming up with new ideas or like working on something face to face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's, the, it's definitely needs to be the future that you give actually the choice. If you want to work now this week, the whole week and remote do it you want to work just one day remote do it you know yeah and support yeah. both ways because some people need an office some people are also like need the environment or be around people yeah exactly you know? yeah what's your take on companies who are installing tracking software yeah um, totally against on, it you know totally stupid yeah. like if you don't trust your right. employees then what's the purpose of hiring anyone you know yeah that's ridiculous yeah i heard that it's like they you know they have to you have to be in front of the screen and you have the camera on and like track like this is just crazy i would never work at a company like that oh yeah i would not take a job i would that. not like, that's, would, that's you know, insane yeah. that's just insane but then you know some uh, like some companies are moving towards measurements and outputs all right so how many sort of like you say you know your your job was to reply to emails and you you would, they would look at how many emails you'd normally do and then you set that as a KPI and then you, you have to do, hit that every week. Um, and But some jobs, 
some tasks aren't measurable in terms of like a specific time. They're not like comparative to each other. So some companies, while they're forcing people to have these KPIs to meet, they don't understand that you know everything can be measured like that. And I think that adds a lot of um, pressure to people, especially uh, you know and the workers who feel that they have this and um, um, you know like unexpectedly high. Um, you know, target that they have to meet. And so they put, you know, a lot of pressure that way. Um, whereas how it should be, in my opinion, is just trust your people and then just do certain measurements. I don't know, like work with the people, uh, like the sort of like thing, create measurements. But, you know, at yeah. the end of the day, like I, I would I would say it's not that hard to see. Like if you have remote and, you know, you see for a couple of weeks already, like, or like, you know, let's say six weeks in a row, the person hasn't really reached its target, like, you know, like hasn't really, you know, we have like, if you have weekly sprints, mm. you buy, buy weekly sprints and it, it always like is really far behind, then it's a clear signal, mm. you know, there's something not going well. So what's going on? Yeah, exactly. But I don't, yeah. need, I don't need like extra measurements in place. You see it if it do, someone mm. doesn't produce anything. Mm. And I think that's, I don't know, then, you know, it's, I, I, but I don't need the pressure that, you know, I'm being monitored. Yeah, what I, what I realized yeah. in remote is like uh, sometimes my working day is like a bit. Sometimes I I work you know eight hours. Sometimes I just it's more fragment. Mm. You know, it's like I work maybe in the morning yeah, exactly. more, then have a break, and then I work in the evening more. And you know, I don't need to be just there just as long as I get it done. Yeah, and I've always been that type that you know I do bursts. I, yeah. I, I work in bursts, and um, I will kind of like just get a big amount of energy out there think take time and you know in between those bursts and plan it out and you know when i'm always working on something my mind is always ticking even yeah. when i'm not working you know like i'll be sleeping and thinking about something exactly. how to approach it and take notes and you know like and then execute that you know that like i would always do that and um but you know i guess it's a bit difficult a different depends on the type of role that you have at the company you know but i think um you know i think these are all good conversations and i'm glad that it's been happening absolutely now. um and i know at, at 99 where i work it's we've always been thinking about remote work and how it would work um even before the pandemic hit but now that the pandemic has hit yeah conversations are starting so how it would work and when we'd go back to the office and how that office sort of like time would work and you know um we've always had the option to work from home and and come in you know like but Usually but, it's one day a week know, or whatever it is. So and you yeah. know the thing is like what you just said. I think it also like if you do the things, it always depends on you know what kind of work do you do, what kind of industry mm. you are in, what kind of people you are you're working on. Like you know for example like some some tasks are perfect for remote, some are not. You know it should be like yeah, exactly. very like you should be very careful not to make one you know one solution for all. We all have to go remote now. The, you know yeah, be yeah, very yeah. careful like try what works for your company what doesn't maybe people don't like remote in your company you know or i think giving people the option is they're probably the best exactly you know like what works for them and let them choose when they want to come in or what you know or, or not and like also it's very difficult because like we had new hires um started yeah. um you know over the past couple of weeks and um onboarding someone to a company totally remote is very it's hard work. but it's a hard I yeah. think it's like so much but it's what I mean you know 
so much of the magic gets lost as well because if you're a new employee and you get on board it's like cool you know being in the office and like you know like just because it's the first it's like the onboarding like for the product needs to be mm. magical you know and i think just remote because you started recently right yeah like, at a comp- like how did you did you have facetime at a, in the office or did you still do remote only? Yeah, yeah we have we have some facetime and i said like, we can go if you want to it's not it's not mm. so strict but the thing is like since i knew the guys what, have, before, what have you been doing though at the office yeah you've been going in the office yeah yeah like sometimes yeah okay, not okay. too much gotcha. like the more, because i also like uh um the most product because i have my environment here i know it's just perfect but uh i think um i will start now also like because of if the now looking at the situation it's calming down a bit i'm planning to go maybe twice a week to the office mm. and then the rest of the week uh remote yeah yeah right yeah I think that's a good balance. I yeah. honestly think two times in, in the office, uh, two days a week in the office, and then three days a week home um, would be my perfect balance. And um, because then you would you could plan the meetings that you need to be able to like do planning or whatever it is when you're in the office, and the other ones you can do you know at remote. And, yeah. and I get a lot of work done at home remotely because I do a lot of doc have to do a lot of documentation plans and all okay. sorts of stuff and write-ups and, and, here's the thing. and, and need that time. And what yeah. you said as well, like, you know, what's missing, missing is all these random encounters you have, you know, in the kitchen or like mm, just in the office. Exactly. Like, that sparks maybe a new conversation, new idea, or like you just learn something from someone. I think that's a bit missing mm. and it's very hard to reproduce with just video chats. Yeah. 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 But Slack is, I think Slack has filled a lot of the, the space, you know, which is Yeah. Good, so. well, I mean, I'm, I'm, Still not the biggest fan. We, we're using Microsoft Teams. It's more or less the same as Slack. Yeah, yes, pretty much, yeah. But I'm not the biggest fan of either because I don't. I'm, I turn off my notifications because, like, you know, you're always on. You always can write someone and you have to respond, you know, immediately. Yeah, that sucks. I, yeah. I don't like that at all because it's also, like, kind of, like, fractures your attention again completely. Mm. And this pressure that you're always on and you can we have to always reply immediately. Mm. I don't know. I'm not. But that's why is that? Pre- no one put that pressure. Then it's expected pressure, right? Like yeah, because it, it's yeah. But feel free to break it, right? Like don't. I don't but reply it's to. It's hard. It's, it's just stuff, it's hard. Yeah, still, it's, you know. Yeah, it's the instinct. Yeah, I've done that. I've actually. I think sometimes uh, people text me at like because we have offices all over mm-hmm. the world, and, and you know I get I get replies at you know at midnight or whatever, and I have the need sometimes to <laughs> reply. Exactly. Exactly. You, know, like, you just jump on so. It sucks. Um, I yeah, realize we're running out of time. Yeah. Um, Should we just say for 15 seconds, Elon Musk bash? Yeah. You one go. asshole. One like, asshole. Dickhead. Dickhead. No, I just <laughs> Can sorry. I just say... Oh, yeah, yeah, you go, Pete. Go, you go. Well, okay. I was going to say that I used, I, I used to love the guy. I was, you know, as everyone knows, a, you know, like a bigger uh, man crush on him uh, more than I do on Gerhard. <laughs> Which is <laughs> horrible, like, this relationship. It has been very challenging. Yeah, yeah, don't be jealous. Well, you don't have to be now. Like, I understand why you were before. Um, he is just one of the most disgusting people I can imagine. Like, he basically the, the thing is that Tesla was forced to close, um, he reopened it illegally like because uh, even though one of the his employees got uh, infected yeah and were at work during that time he forced people to come to work 
uh, come into work when in a situation like that and started like using Twitter to say shit like free America. Yeah, I know. And that's yeah. what I mean. Also, there's two, I think shouldn't get more attention to that. But I think this broke my image of him just like someone who, you know, when he comes, when he shit hits the fan, he's not, he's not a strong leader. That's what I lo- lost completely. Mm. Mm. He's just, he is so schizophrenic, like not schizophrenic, like sociopathic, you know, like just, it's just, no, I, I, I lost, like, I don't, I don't, I don't like him anymore. It's like, no, it was it's so just... stupid to do that. Yeah, I've lost, uh, I've lost um, respect for Tesla. I've lost respect for uh, Elon. I've lost respect for all the companies they have, and which is sucks because we just lo- watched which recently, space, which is like, cool. Space is, yeah, SpaceX thing like it's amazing, but it gives me, me a little bit like yeah, because happiness. Now, it's, yeah, because it's like, NASA. So <laughs> yeah, it's NASA because like you know, at the end of the day, you kind of probably seen the true face behind Elon, what he really thinks, mm. or maybe like it just became so paranoid. You know, I don't know why whatever well he's now wanting to sell everything off and have no you know like physical assets whatever it's like <laughs> he's gonna, like i'm past yeah, him yeah yeah and can i just also state i mean like it's it's shitty like i think we should just know what's happening in america recently and you know like it is having people like elon or trump or anything like that feeling the fire in certain many ways when um you know they just have an economy and and they have a um citizens who are you know in unrest and they aren't being treated right yeah um what happened recently to like um was it george floyd like um oh yeah he's just fucking disgraceful and you know like in a current to have this sort of shit happen in a pandemic as well it's just and and with no leadership like um no proper leadership like trump all uh, you know my organization has um trump's administration i should say it's just it sucks it sucks for uh, like what's supposed to be a world power to see that how it's just, quick it's just like change. a leadership completely like yeah. a leadership and especially when trump was saying that like you know like he was saying that they're all thugs the people yeah, protesting yeah. Ah, for the right stupid. for equal rights or whatever and um and that they would shoot them if they stop if they started writing. It's stupid. Fuck that. That's just but you know, that's you so know wrong. What? So you know what? Yeah. I think because my lastly, I don't want to put too much attention to the states anymore. They get way too much attention for what they're doing. Mm. You know, especially Trump mm. and all these people. Like, fuck Trump. I don't want to too much attention. Get he gets too much attention. You know, we should yeah, talk yeah, about exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's sad, but it's cool. But it is very cool though that now twitter is yeah, actually yeah. starting to exactly. like, push back. It's, it's like cool and, that's cool yeah. yeah and you know what we should see more um social media platforms start doing that and actually start going you know what Having hate, the is exactly. wrong. No, hate is wrong yeah ha- yeah hate should not be allowed on any platform regardless and exactly. i think that is you know so my heart goes out to everyone affected by this and, and honestly i'm just just imagine though being a like in a situation that the pandemic does and now having to like you know like uh, deal with asshole um people like trump and elon exactly and whatever, exactly who just think about money and not about the people exactly. i think that's fucked up so. exactly all right pity that's the anyway episode. yes thank you for listening thank you, guys everyone. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us five star rating minimum <laughs> only only um <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know. Email us at hello at futurishpodcast.com. 
and uh, let us know your uh, remote ways of working and and how much you hate Elon Musk as well. <laughs> See you guys. See you guys. Central Park and Fall.